what is what is what is this? What is what is what is this? This is what this is what this is living large and hard. This is living large and hard. This is living large and hard. Hey there, welcome to Living Large and Hard. This is yet another episode of Brushes with Fame. This is actually part two of the less than 48 hours. Um episode pair because so much happened in that less than 48 hours those 43 hours it had to be broken up into two now if you are coming to this um with the brushes with fame and this is the first one you're listening to this is like going right to the end of the porno to see the money shot now if you know it's up to you if you want to go right to the jizz on the face you're in the right place i would recommend at least listening to less than 48 hours part one first um before this but like i said whatever you want to do um really should go and listen to the other ones first and then come back and listen to uh less than 48 hours part one and then listen to this but eh, whatever you want to do okay here we go so this is the second, this is the first night of a trip to New York City that I laid the groundwork for in part one, less than 48 hours. But so much happened in the first day that um, I did the second day in part one because unlike you, if you're one of those that goes right to uh, the jizz in the face, I saved the money shot for the last you know, with a little bit of foreplay. But anyway, here we go. If you want the backstory, listen to part one. So what happened on day one is um, went to New York, me, N-word, Tim Rashid, dog boy, met up with Armani Johnny. Um, a certain white powder was ingested. And we went to this it was a, a, a retrospective of the fashion designer Azadine Alaya. And it was at the Guggenheim Museum in Soho. And when we got there, Armani Johnny had to go to the lady with the clipboard and the headset and say that there was four of us, not just two of us, and would that be okay? Um... As I had said, there was a certain white powder ingested, and I really wasn't about standing around waiting, but had to. So she talked into her headset, and then um, I paced back and forth. And then when the when the word came in that, okay, John, you're okay to go, I headed over to head on in. Now, what I neglected to point out was that on the way right when we got to the Guggenheim Soho on the way out all dressed to the nines was Robert Wagoner and Stephanie Hart I mean Stephanie Powers the stars of Heart to Heart which was I'm guessing in early I know it was early 80s it was a uh, I don't know what it was it was some show on TV and I think it was a crime-solving couple and the, and the fun that they got into. But this is in 2000, so this is, you know, 
well after that thing went off the air. And I thought, oh my God, is that the kind of crowd it's going to be? Is like the fucks from heart to heart. And so that's what we passed on the way in. They were coming up the sidewalk. We were going down. Then we go through the headset thing. Okay, you can go on in. Um, so I hit the entrance, and there was a red carpet. Now, I had on some, some pretty, some pretty tightious sneakers. I had on some tight black jeans. I had this horizontally ribbed brick-colored t-shirt and a freshly shaved head. And let me tell you, I was fierce. So I hit the red carpet and I'm walking down and one of the photographers at the end, you walk down the red carpet with the uh, velvet rope thingobobs and then you make a left turn to go in. And one of the photographers, he raised his camera, which means another one raised his camera. And I thought, man, and he, he raised it all the way to his face. I thought, if this guy, yeah, I, don't, I know it's not going to make any kind of publication because I'm nobody, but if he at least takes the picture just because I was looking so very fierce, that would have really made my night. But he didn't. So, and we go. Um, Grey Goose was a sponsor, so went to the bar, got something to drink, and I look around. And there's Naomi Campbell, one of the original supermodels from the 90s, late 90s. And this was after she had uh, pleaded guilty to hitting an assistant with a phone and throwing them out of uh, a moving car. So she's a bit of trouble. That's, that's who I saw first, was Naomi Campbell and feared for my safety because all, although I may have been fierce, I'm a pussy. And I look a little bit to the left and there's Iman. There's David Bowie's wife. Um, did not see David Bowie. There's the answer to that question. But Iman alone, you know, on top of, on top of Naomi Campbell, and I'm thinking, yeah, uh, the heart-to-heart -heart fucks, good thing they left because they were really bringing down the wattage in this place. And so there's Iman, and at that point, I turned to Dog Boy and N-word Tim Rashid and said, act bored, because they definitely look like country fish out of country water. Um, so then drink in hand, started wandering around, and uh, came across Veronica Webb, not that well-known, a supermodel, but super nonetheless. God, she was beautiful. I mean, she was always one of my favorites. And so she's there. And then there, there's Stephanie Seymour. Uh, that cold November rain, Guns N' Roses video. She was married to Axl Rose for a while, but turns out that at a Christmas party, she punched him in the nuts. And um, when someone asked why she was breaking up with him was because he didn't party enough. So, another wild child. But what I noticed about, all these women had makeup on, like serious, you know, they're gonna be photographed makeup, which is their life. But beyond that, what I noticed is her hips were extremely wide. And she was extremely thin 
on edge, <laughs> like a flipper, and the hips way out. And then you turn her sideways, and basically nothing between fore and aft. Real, real, real thin. So we're, we're wandering around, and uh, I think I, yeah, I was ended up with Armani Johnny because we slipped into a bathroom to uh, do some more of that powder. And there were more fabulous people there that I didn't recognize. I would have recognized Calvin Klein, but I didn't see him. He was there, and uh, Nikki Hilton. So I probably saw Nikki Hilton, but didn't, didn't realize it was Nikki Hilton. But what I noticed was everybody was rubbing their nose. So I don't think we were alone in, in the way we enjoyed this um, outing. We seemed to be in uh, a lot of company. So it wasn't, you know, looked at the clothes, went around, and uh, Guggenheim Soho was not that big. And I kept, like, crossing paths and meeting eyes with this stunning, stunning woman in, uh, like, a leotard. And it happened again and again and again. And at one point, it happened for whatever if time. And she looked at me and she smiled. And I went, hey, cool. And I kind of smiled back. And then you could just see her face go from, hi, how are you, Mr. Fierce, to, fuck you, you're a commoner. And this look of just utmost disdain and anger and um, that was Heidi Klum who in the year 2000 I believe she was um, an angel for that famous underwear company but she wasn't you know super famous Heidi Klum at that point um, so yeah she got mad at me for <laughs> she got mad at me for being nobody because I suckered her. Somehow I suckered her into actually, you know, having to waste the energy of a smile on me. <laughs> Good stuff. So Armani and Johnny and I are, are walking around, just kind of zigging and zagging. And I see this little dude with a big grin on his face. He goes humping past us. And I turn to Armani Johnny and I go, is that Philippe Stark, the enfant terrible of design? He goes, yeah, that was him. I go, what the fuck is he doing there? And Armani Johnny says, I don't know. Um, so Philippe Stark, who especially at that point was known for, for some rather outre design things, uh, one of which I ended up owning, which was the Juicy Sale of Juicer, uh, which I wanted for a long, long time. And, and finally, there was a knockoff that I could afford. He came up with that. He came up with the ghost chair. Um, oh, you hear that? Yep, that is a plow, a PennDOT, Pennsylvania Department of Transport, because we are in a snow event here. I actually have the day off, an extra day off tomorrow and hopefully the day after. It's supposed to get about 20 inches. That's what she said. Um, so... Happily going to have an extra day off or two. But that was PennDOT going down. You know, I'm high in the skybox here, high above 309. Yeah, that was them going down below on 309. Um, getting back to Philippe Stark. So, yeah, the ghost chair. And God, he just came out with a whole bunch of really cool shit back when. And he still does. 
and also wandering past us was this hideously freaky, freakily done with plastic surgery woman. Um, asked Armani Johnny, like, who the fuck is that? And he said, that's the cat lady. Um, okay. Found out later that that's Jocelyn Wildenstein, who had a, an exceptionally rich husband. Yeah, I think they're still married even. And they were lovers of big cats, you know, tigers and, and lions and that kind of stuff. So what she did, even though she was a stunning Swedish woman, was head herself through plastic surgery to keep him, keep his fidelity, was head herself made up to look through plastic surgery like a, a large feline. Didn't work out so well. Um, I'm going to be throwing up pictures on living large and hard on Facebook, which is why I started that Facebook page was so I could do links to videos and pictures and things like that. So I'll throw up a couple of her just cause she's so fucking, you know, people are so odd, but, uh, yeah, seeing that in real life, whew. <laughs> man. Um, also there was, uh, Amanda Lepore who was a club kid back in the late 80s, in the early 90s, mid-90s. There were the club kids who would, didn't really have any money or jobs or anything like that, but they would dress up outrageously and go to clubs. And that's what they were known for. They were famous for, you know, being wild motherfuckers at clubs. and just So the, uh, Amanda Lepore was one of those, transgender. Um, at that point for that event was known as the Naked Hermaphrodite. And they were naked. They were powdered all over, so they were very white, and uh, did splits and a cartwheel. <laughs> and that's all I remember about that. But um, Also there was uh, this guy you might have heard of, Donald Trump. Freshly married to Melania at that point. Just got rid of Marla Maples. And this is the year 2000. So he was, this is pre-apprentice, I think. So he was nothing but a fucking social clown, you know, and failed developer. And um, I still, he had a, he had a bodyguard, um, some big fat dude. And I, I, the way things have panned out over the last you know, five years. If I knew that I could have killed him that night at the expense even of my own life and what it would have saved this country in suffering, you know, it would have been worth it. But hey, you don't know what you don't know. Um, so Trump's there with Melania watching the naked hermaphrodite, you know, do cartwheels and splits. So... As far as brushes with fame, that's one if you jot down things you think you're going to see in your life. You know, after the cat lady walks by and Heidi Klum gets pissed at you. You know, it's kind of hard to put all that together or actually any parts of that, you know, never, ever crossed my mind. Well, the Trump thing, I never gave a fuck back then. Just because, like I said, he, nothing but a clown back then. Well, turns out that's all he ever was. But especially at that point, 
And uh, so we're finally getting ready to leave. And um, we had a van for Transpo, and we're leaving. And Armani Johnny, I'm up front riding shotgun, and he rolls down the window and yells out, Hey, Andres, you want to ride? And, uh, oh, hey, Johnny, no thanks. And it was uh, Andres Serrano, the notorious artist for what? That's right, Piss Christ. He would put things in beakers of his own urine and take a picture of it. So the one that um, really caught the consternation of conservatives was a crucifix, and that's it was called Piss Christ. I'll put a picture of that up too, just because I don't know. I think it looks looks all right. I don't know if it's too artistic, but it looks pretty cool. Um. So that was night number one of less than forty-eight hours, and. If you've already heard part one, we then we went on to, you know, the next night. And then in part one of less than 48 hours, of which this is part two. Let me get this absolutely confusing for you. I go over all the other shit that we did in that 43-hour period in New York City. Um, being at a rave that got busted. Going over the 59th Street Bridge with 13 people in the van with an eight ball of Coke and a bunch of open liquor. And me dancing at Converted Mayo Factory with a couple of women who the guy that was with them looked very unhappy that I was doing that. Even though the tanks in the ceiling from the, you know, Mayo Factory looked really cool. I thought I really didn't want to, you know, get my ass beat for, for that. And even in that nice surrounding. Um, and me ending up naked at the end of day two, which this isn't, this is day one. And then going to a rooftop. New York City, contemplating life. No, I just went up there and grind my teeth because I was coked out of my mind. But anyway, so thanks for listening. Brushes with fame. Uh, this is the mother load. This is the money shot. So in case you did start here, man, you're going to be disappointed with the rest. <laughs> just letting you know. Um, and if you ended here and you went in uh, a more proper chronological and famological, you know, through the cycle the right way as I laid it out, I hope you enjoyed it. You can let me know. Facebook, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, Living Large and Hard, all those you can get, get to me through that. Um, I don't know if any other platform will allow you to message me, but it doesn't matter. Thanks a lot. As we heard earlier with the snowplow, I'm high above Route 309 here in Allentown, Pennsylvania, from the skybox for another six months. Then I'm out of here. Then I will be, if things work out, in Irving Park, Chicago, west of the loop. And probably not as much ambient noise. I'm guessing that. Um, but all new, probably a bunch of new adventures, that's for sure. That's why I'm doing it. What the fuck? And anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me know what you think of this stuff, uh, which my regulars do, and I appreciate that. If you are irregular and you want to let me know, I'd appreciate that as well. It'd be nice to hear some, uh, some fresh takes on how poor, poorly I do this. Anyway, let's listen to some of that traffic on the way out. And... Um,